Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Twin. Yeah, so once again, Icon, a little bit of a uh, uh, mix-up there. I know, I didn't know he was hitting the board so quickly, so we kind of gave a little, little remix. This is Colin. This is Colin. This is Colin. Can I... Yeah, see, see, we got a little bit this of... This is Colin. Can I... There we go. See, see. Now, it's not as crisp as it would be if I were actually had a real button to press, but anyways, um, so yeah, how are you guys doing, Icon? We got a pretty big show tonight, uh, I know it's going to be mostly you two, because I'm doing triple duty as usual, um, but yeah, um, how are you guys doing, and who do we got coming on? Well, you know, it's a big show, just like always, and we have another three guests tonight, we have uh, Diana Michael, uh, she'll be our first guest, and we have uh, Kate Von Hez, and then we have L.A. Fantasia Ronnie. Uh, so uh, we got uh, we got a big show tonight and uh, a lot to talk about before our guest hits the air. And uh, one of the main things we can talk about is uh, we were talking about this on air that Christian went to AEW. Uh, and last week it was the big show. So uh, it makes you wonder. They start and, uh, they're really starting to make a push to uh, – Get wrestlers, uh, very, very interesting, is it not? I don't think it's going to be at the level of uh, WCW versus Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Raw, but uh, you know, Raw and the WWE they change their their course of what how they produce stuff uh, when they had competition, so this could only help. So guys, I, real quick before we jump into this, I had heard mixed reviews about the AEW pay-per-view last night. Did either of you guys see it? I didn't see no, it. No, but I, I kept on getting updates on the phone. I guess it was it was okay, especially when uh, Christian Cage came out. A lot of people are complaining that, you know, they wasted $50. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm going to probably watch it on the network this week. But, I mean, wow. I, uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little shocked about that because – I just, you know, they're, they're supposed to be making strides to catch WWE, and if, if, if they're putting out prep, um, that's not going to help them. 
Well, you know, um, raising uh, raising the stakes like they did, that just means they're trying to raise money uh, so they uh, can start paying for the talent they've uh, they've acquired. So it makes sense. And I don't get this whole Shane McMahon between Braun Strowman thing, but uh, uh, I'm sure that they'll explain what's going on there later on, if not before. So. I know. Does Shane McMahon really think that he can take Braun Strowman? Or... I don't know. An interesting dynamic as well. And there was another big announcement, uh, everybody, that uh, WrestleMania is actually going to be live and have fans this year. Tickets go on sale next week. Yeah, I saw that advertised earlier. So, a lot of interesting, interesting things going on. And uh, as long as we're waiting for our guest here, you know, uh, I don't know how how you guys feel about it. And uh, I know Granny's going to be mostly United tonight, but uh, does it feel like we're starting to? Does it seem like we're starting to turn the corner about this coronavirus stuff? Uh, you know, things starting to open back up, and uh, well, I mean, they're talking about maybe. They're talking about maybe here in Arkansas by the end of the month, maybe we won't be have to wear the mask anymore. But I'm still kind of hesitant about. I don't know if I'm gonna get the vaccine or not. I I just I'm kind of torn between. I've heard so many things about it. I just don't know what I'm gonna do yet. So. Well, you know, I was in um, I was in the Detroit Lakes this weekend and. Uh, Interesting um, place that we like to shop at when uh, we go there. Uh, for our, we always go there, stop there for lunch, a uh, little little hangout there. And uh, last couple of times you're there, they wouldn't allow people inside. Uh, only grab your stuff and go. But uh, we were actually able to eat inside of the restaurant this time, and uh, it was at full capacity. So. When you see stuff like that, you know, you think you're, you know, the corner's kind of starting to turn a little bit, and we like that idea. You know, we just want to get rid of this corona thing and, uh, you know, uh, start making things for the better. Uh, you know, everybody's still stay diligent. Everybody's still wear your mask and everything until uh, we know it's gone for sure. But, um, you know, and everybody stays safe out there. Uh because we love entertaining all our fans, and we don't want any of our fans uh, um, to not join us because of uh, illness or whatever. So just uh, you know, just stay safe and uh, be smart, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll all get through this together like we have been doing. Everything will be great. That's what we want to do. So. So let's see here. We're just waiting for our first guest to call in. Uh, they'll be calling in uh, 
in about eight minutes. So, and uh, Granny, I don't know if you want to talk about it a little, a uh, little about, but uh, maybe our, uh, maybe you can let us know what's going on with, uh, you know, our fans can send some prayers out uh, uh, your way for what's going on with you. If you want to talk a little bit about it, I understand if you don't, but. Well, um, you know, I I left Thursday to go to Little Rock for my state convention and had a fun time. It was a busy weekend. Got home yesterday afternoon, and um, I got a call today from my uncle. My um, he was married to my mom's sister up in Kansas, and apparently, my mom just had a doctor's appointment this morning. She'd been having. She woke up. She's been having an issue with her legs and her hips bothering her, and she was in a lot of pain, couldn't hardly walk, so she just kind of went for an appointment. And while she was there, I guess her heart rate got extremely high and her blood pressure got extremely high, so they sent her to the emergency room, and I talked to her this afternoon, and they were going to admit her for observation to try to find out what's going on or what possibly would have caused it, so I may be having to talk to my brother, and he's going to call her in the morning and before he goes to work, and um, depending what they find out or what they do, I may be having to make a trip to Kansas, and maybe by the end of the week, I don't know yet, so. Um, well, just, you know, safe travels as always, you know, and, uh, you know, we know that, uh you know, you'll do everything that you can to uh, make things uh, better there, and uh, that uh, you'll be back to us Monday. And uh, you know. hopefully, <laughs> well, hey, you know, if nothing else. I'll be <laughs> calling from. I'll be calling into the show from up at my mom's. You know, so I don't know. You know, my mom's going to be eighty in August. So, and her eyesight's not the best anymore, and it's. Um, since my cousin passed away, my cousin was actually living with my mom for the past year and a half after her mom died, which was my dad's middle sister. So now that my cousin's gone, my mom really doesn't have anybody to help her except my brother and his wife that actually lives there. But um, it's getting, I think it's getting to the point where my mom's realizing that she's either going to have to move into an assisted living facility or something like that where somebody can help her out more. So, you know, because like I said, I'm about four hours away, you know, so that's why I'm thankful that my brother and my sister-in-law moved back to Kansas. My, they used to live in, in uh, Tacoma, Washington in the Seattle area, and they moved back mm, almost a year ago to Kansas. So um, I'm glad that they're back there where he can help my mom when she needs it, but it sounds like I may be having to make some trips up to there in the near future, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, hopefully everything will be all right with that. And, uh, you know. So I'm just trying to recuperate from my weekend, so <laughs> busy, busy days, you know. I mean, I slept all right at nights when I was All right, I'll let you guys know uh, when we got the first caller on as well. Um, 
I kind of did have a question for you uh, regarding my favorite edge, but I'm going to get you that in one second. I just got to check somebody in here. All right. So, but it was a good convention, you know. Uh-huh. So, no, I think he said he was watching for her, the first guest to come on. So, he was okay. going to let us know when they were here. So, okay. And then, Granny, I got. Uh, I got some news. Uh, our merchandise is going to be ready by the end of the week. Um, so uh, people will be able to start buying Granny Hulkster T-shirts and uh, Icon T-shirts and uh, Attitude Era Live T-shirts. Uh, wow. People watching our, yeah, be watching our Facebook page for the links. Um, so I'm going to have to see uh, what my shirt looks like. <laughs> Gonna be a surprise. <laughs> well, no, it's it it, uh, it it goes with the Granny Hulkster motif, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, since they're the ones that are making them and then not charging us for them, uh, they have creative control. So, uh, which, oh yeah, you know, of course, of course, of, you know, hey, um, that's perfectly, you know, uh, I, I I can't wait to see the design. <laughs> There, there's there's only one thing that I'm worried about though, which is uh, that uh, your um, your shirt your shirts will sell sell better than mine. I don't think so, Icon. You know, I mean, you know, I I don't know how familiar our listeners are, or you know, um, you know, I mean. Here in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, um, I have a lot of friends and wrestling buddies in Tennessee and Texas there, you know. I mean, I you know, not everybody may be familiar with Granny Hulkster like they are here where I'm at locally, you know. So, you know, unless, I mean, well, it's kind of funny because one of my moose friends, um, Thursday night when we were in the hospitality room, he says, oh, Granny, I saw you on TV the other night from TC, from an episode of TCW from 2011. <laughs> They're still showing well, the old Granny, reruns do down in the Little a, Rock area. We, we, we do have a caller on the line, uh, and we do have our guest on. Let's... Uh, Let's uh, take the uh, let's take the I question hope, first. I hope we'll the caller's not that person that called in last week. Six one two, go ahead. What's your question? Hey, uh, this is uh, Jesse Johnson from Minneapolis. Uh, you're listening to the Attitude Era Radio. Scott, this is uh, AI Con. This is Jesse hey, Johnson calling. Are... Yeah, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I know we'd set up for the 9:15. So, how's everybody doing? Uh, actually, um, you're uh, were you scheduled this week? Yeah. Okay, because I I didn't have you I didn't have you scheduled I didn't have you set on the books. I uh, we're waiting for our oh, other guests. Okay. But uh, here's what we'll do. Uh, can you hold on? Because uh, sure. I have not got a confirmation from our 10:15 guest. If they don't call okay. in, I'll put you on then. Can you hold on? Yeah. All right. We'll put you on hold here. Hold on a second. Sounds. All right. Uh, let's see. There's another caller here. Um, let's see. 
Uh, and that is our first guest, so we'll go ahead and bring them on. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is the new hot voice of wrestling. And she looks damn good, too. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Diana Michael. Hey, guys. Actually, Scott, is Diana Michelle. Oh, I'm sorry, you, Diana Michelle. But you well, didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you ask anybody, I'm Norwegian. I, uh, pronounce, uh, I mispronounce names all the time. We have Diana no, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Can I do my Good. line? If you, want, if you want to go ahead and do that uh, intro for us real yeah, quick, then we'll yeah. have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, this is Diana Michelle, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with host the icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Awesome. We have uh, Diana Michelle here. we got about uh, 29 minutes here with Diana. So here's how we're going to do this. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, – then we'll uh, interview you, and then we'll have some fun. Okay, okay. Well, I've been in the business for about four years. Uh, got plucked out of a crowd, actually. I was at a show and was seen on a video by the promoter of the show, and somehow he found me and talked me into doing some backstage interviews at a, a show he was doing, and... Little by little, things rocked on, and here I am, my announcer of the year, 2020, for Georgia Wrestling History, and, uh, you know, just doing my thing. It's, it's been great. All right. So, awesome. uh, yeah, Diana Michelle is our guest here. We have uh, 28 minutes. So, now, since you mentioned that, that, you know, you've been plucked out of the audience, uh, and we'll have Granny ask you a few questions. We know about she knows all about being plucked off of the audience, and then handcuffed <laughs> to managers. We'll we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, so <laughs> now, when you when you got plucked out of the audience, was it uh, uh, was it uh, because they the promoter spotted you and you look so beautiful? Because you do. Uh, we're not. I'm not going to discount that. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, I'd give you a thousand. But uh, was wow. it because of your look? Or did he hear your voice screaming at the wrestlers? Or or did they not ever tell you what caused you to get plucked out of the audience? Or did you they know, not I have really, anybody? I, I, just, I really don't know. It wasn't because I was yelling, because I wasn't actually. At this particular show, I was getting kind of bored with the matches, and I was messing around on my phone. And the wrestlers brought the fight to a chair that was right beside me. And so I was kind of on camera. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm getting a, a text from the promoter, Rico Rodriguez. And he is still my go-to guy to this day. I talk to him about everything from outfits to shows to anything I'm going to do. And, um, yeah, I, you know, he's never really told me what made him come after me. But, you know, I'm thankful that he did because I'm having a blast and I'm having a, I'm having a great time and you know, doing doing this crazy wrestling thing. And how long ago was that again? That's about four years. Awesome. Diana Michelle is our guest here. we got uh, 27 minutes. Uh, I'm going to do a quick little story about messing on the cell phone, because uh, this is your time, not my time. I'm just going to give you a story here real quick. Uh, I was at a concert uh, with Kenny Rogers, and uh, he was playing my parents' favorite song, Lady. Okay, and I was on the cell phone, and uh, – 
he looked over me after these. He said, hey, there's a guy down here. He's on his cell phone. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I, um, my, my mom and dad's favorite song is Lady, and I wanted to uh, have them hear it uh, close up, you know. And he's like, really? Give me the cell phone. And uh, he, he grabs the cell phone, and he's talking to my parents. He said, so what the city are you guys in? He, they said, well, we're, we're, uh, we're about uh, 97 rows back here. We, uh, we want to be able to hear the song better. And they're like, and he's like, really? And then he brought him up to the front of the stage for the rest of the concert. I just wish that wow. maybe he would have done the show, started the show with that, <laughs> you know? Wow. And, that's uh, pretty awesome. And then Kenny's like, that's the last time I grabbed a cell phone from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what well, you're anyway, going to get, right? Yeah, that's my claim to fame. And, uh, uh, and, um, anyway, so, um, so, now, with all the different shows that you've done, do you uh, do you find that uh, you uh, you you improve every show, or do they still give you pointers after every uh, after every outing, or what is that like? I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I improve every show. I mean, you always take a little nugget from everything every time you go out and try to make it better the next time. And and um, I do have a, a handful of people that I talk to on a on a regular basis and, and, you know, ask them how should I have done this or, or, or what could have made this better or transition a little smoother. And, you know, I'm always open to suggestions. I mean, I may not always take the suggestions, just, just depending on what, you know, fits my personality and my characteristic in the ring. But yes, I'm always open for tips and, and help. And definitely, I mean, who wouldn't be, I think that's smart to always try to learn something and, and take something away to make yourself better. Now, I just have to ask this. Being a, a ring announcer, you know, it, you don't really get all the, uh, you know, the the time and notoriety as the wrestlers in the ring. But now, have you had fans at the end of the show or during the show come and ask you for your autograph? I'm just kind of curious if that's happened to you. And if that has, what was your first reaction when that happened? Yeah, actually, that's that's. That has happened quite a few times. I have my own merch. I mean, I have pictures. I have T-shirts and stuff like that. And um, yeah, they they come out and talk to me. Want to take my picture with, take their picture with me, and you know, tag me and stuff and everything. But yeah, I mean, it was it's pretty it's pretty fun. But um, you know, it's humbling as well because you know I'm just a little country girl from Middle Georgia, just a wrestling fan from the time I was a kid and, and to be able to say I'm on this side of that, you know, it's it's pretty pretty cool. But at the same time I'm just I'm just a person just like anybody else. It's not not like I'm somewhere famous or anything like that. It's just, you know it's it's cool. Uh Diana Michelle's our guest here. We have um well we have about uh twenty three minutes here. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce this uh, contest now uh, for all our fans listening. And hopefully, uh, Diana, you'll be able to uh, send us some um, some autographs for some giveaways. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, do this. Uh, we're going to launch this con- uh, contest again. Uh, anybody listening right now? I love contests. Starting at the end of the show uh, to the beginning of the next show, if you go in, go to our Off the Rose page and like our show, uh, you'll be entered in a chance to win an autograph of uh, Diana Michelle. Do you think you'd be able to send us a few autographs? Sure, I can do that. 
Awesome. So, uh, and I know this really doesn't apply, but um, when you're announcing, uh, are you more of a um, a babyface announcer, a heel announcer, like sometimes fans boo you, or are you more like an in-betweeny? You may get a great reaction, you may get a bad reaction. How would you I would say, uh, I guess I would be a baby face. I, I want, I, I, I don't, I don't really know how to categorize, but I've, I've never had a, a a crowd boo me. They always seem to love me when I come out. I kind of cater to the crowd. Um, the heels that come out, they're usually very mean and disrespectful towards me to kind of play their part. So I'm more of a, I kind of give it back to them. I always have the crowd on my side because they don't see me taking crap from the heels. So I guess I'm a baby face. Well, with that being said, uh, Granny Hulkster, we have someone else that likes to give crap to the heels. What do you got for our guest, Diana Michelle? We got 21 minutes. Go ahead. Well, thank God for wonderful people like her because <laughs> I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a huge fan. But I do not like the heels, and I have been oh, threatened yeah. to been thrown in the ring. I've been handcuffed what? to a manager. What? Um, yes, yes, yes. And, I mean, I went to a wrestling show just about a week ago here in Arkansas where I live, and one of these wrestlers, his name is Will Alday, and he's from Texas. And he'd missed the last two shows, so they basically gave him an ultimatum you don't show up, you're going to be fired. Well, wow. all of a sudden, this, they start playing this video, and he gets out of this. It wasn't like a regular limousine. It was like um, an SUV-type limousine-type vehicle, right. and he gets out. And, and it's like kind of funny because he's standing in front of the building doing the video where I play bingo at sometimes where I live, you oh. know. So I told my husband, I said, oh, wow, he's got to go play bingo. So when he comes out, you know, comes prancing out from the behind the curtain, he said, I said, oh, you decided to show up and wrestle tonight instead of playing bingo, huh, Will? And he says, shut up, Granny. You know? Oh, wow. And he gets in the ring, and he gives this letter to the public relations guy. And all of a sudden, Will or Wes McCann says, are you serious? And he leaves, and Will says, all right, folks. I am, it's no longer going to be WCWA, it's going to be WCW all day, and I'm like, and he looks at me, he says, Granny, I'm your boss, and I said, oh, really, big man, I said, why don't you come down and say that to my face, that is, if you think you're man enough to, and of course, Mm. you wouldn't do it. And, hmm. he, you know, he tells the folks, he says, well, folks, she's really good, especially in bed. And I said, oh, <gasps> this is a family show. So he puts himself in the main event, and he comes over and points to his cheek like he wanted me to give him a kiss on the cheek. I should have slapped the fire out of him. I put yeah. him. But, you know, but no, Granny don't take no smack from the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. Good for so, you. Good for you. So, you should have. You should have treated him like Sylvester J. Fox. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I, granting, I, I mean, I, I know what I can do and what I can get away with and what I can't get away with, you know. So yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna get 
get myself kicked out of the building. But it's kind of funny because there was a uh, wrestling company that used to run in Arkansas, and they quit running in 2013, and they did TV tapings. So I'm on a lot of their episodes. Well, they still show the old reruns down in the Little Rock area. And matter of fact, I just got uh, back from a my state convention from our moose lodge um, over the weekend yesterday and Thursday night one of my moose friends said hey I saw you on TV on TCW the other night from an episode from 2011 <laughs> good great so, you know I I'm, I'm, I'm pretty recognizable here in Arkansas and Oklahoma and Missouri and you know, I'm I'm Kansas, uh, Texas, Tennessee. I'm pretty recognizable. You know, by by I have a lot of wrestling friends in the business, so you know, I I'm very humble about it though. But I I enjoy being the fan that I am, and so I guess one of my questions to you is, what has been your most favorite match that you've been able to ring announce for? I'm sure you probably have oh, a lot, but I do. There's so many. I probably should do a top <clears throat> ten or top twenty or something one day. Write them down. But most memorable because I am a fan from way back when I, you know, when I was a kid, and and uh, I was a huge Rock and Roll Express fan. Uh, I love the NWA. Another thing we have common. I loved Ricky and Robert. Yes, They're my favorite tag team. <laughs> They're my favorite. See, me and you need to hang out. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. So they were at uh, Southern Honor, where, where that's my main show, and um, they were going to challenge our tag team champions, and I was already stoked when they told me they were going to be there. So I was standing in the ring, and their music hits, and – I can't control myself. I'm just, I'm giddy. I'm dancing around. I'm about to, about so excited. I'm in tears because my favorite tag team is coming down and I get to announce them. So they're in the ring with me and they're, they've got all their energy and their highs. And, you know, I'm doing the, the championship announcements and I, I, I call out the Rock and Roll Express, Rick and Robert. And just, they, they fed me back the energy I was giving them. It was just like we we're bouncing off each other and it was just, I would never forget it. It was so amazing to have that's them awesome. in, in the ring with me. So that's that's my favorite. Of course, they were they were going against the Lynch Mob, who is you know our tag team champions or, or former tag team champions. They just lost their titles this past week. But uh, yeah, that was that was my most memorable, my favorite. Ricky and Robert that's Gibson, awesome. love them. Yeah. Well, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson was at an autograph signing in a little place in Arkansas called Elma, Arkansas, back in September of 2019. Matter of fact, it was on Ricky Morton's birthday, and oh. they were doing a autograph signing to raise money for canines for veterans, you know, to have service dogs. Yeah. Which yeah, I yeah. thought was a very well worthy project. Well, of course, you know, Ricky and Robert got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2017. So my husband and I were there for the autograph signing. Of course, we know them personally because I've seen Ricky and Robert several times. And uh, so they've become personal friends of ours. And Robert 
put his WWE Hall of Fame ring on my finger for the picture. I didn't even ask if I could wear it. He just put oh, it on wow. his finger for the picture. So I was like, he's had, holding my hand up for the picture. I'm like, oh, I feel like a WWE, you know, uh, future, <laughs> you know, honorary WWE oh, Hall of Fame member. Hall of Famer, you know? right. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Yeah, but yeah, you and I have a lot of common. Yeah, we need to get together sometime and yes. hang out. <laughs> I love, I love, I'm an NWA fan all the way. I was that's where I started. Oh yeah, that's where I went. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Oh uh, yeah. Diana Michelle's our guest here. We got about uh, 14 minutes here. Now uh, we're not going to we're not going to touch on this too much because we, we know it sucks. But uh, you know. COVID is going on, and we can't, unfortunately, we can't hide it. We can't get uh, get away from it, but I think we're turning the corner on it. How has uh, COVID affected what you guys are doing? Uh, have you had to uh, stop shows uh, that will be rescheduled? Have you had to blink your calendar out to a certain point? Uh, how has it affected you? Well, when it first hit in March, um, we had our March show, at Southern Honor, we, we do the first Friday of every month. So we had our March show, and then, of course, it hit, and we were we didn't have a show for six months. So we had that whole time where we were just, everybody was stir-crazy, and we were trying to, you know, just function like everybody else in the world. And then we came back in in August, and we've been going, what was it, August or September? September? Somewhere around there. But... Once we came back, we've had our, our show every month, and of course, you want to do your social distancing and uh, your face mask and all that stuff. So, I mean, we're we're still trying to be careful, but we're we're pretty much full fledged right now. We're going going hard. So, as far as uh, just the pandemic itself, I mean, it it was it put a lot of us on our back burners and everything. Made us kind of, you know try to figure out what we were going to do and if we were going to evolve and change and you know just reset. For me, 2020 was not a bad thing. I mean, it, it, I went through a lot of changes with uh, personal life, personal job, um, just, you know, got to regroup and, and start over with a lot of things. So I don't have any complaints when it comes to what COVID did, except for, you know, all the stuff that, you know, COVID is about. But as far as personally, I have I have no complaints about it. 2020 was not a bad year for me. Um, but going back into wrestling, once we got started back up, it, it's just been, you know, gun-ho. We, we haven't slowed down since we started back up. So it's been good. Well, you know, and, uh, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I was going to say, uh, with as beautiful as you are, I can't uh, I can't see anybody wanting to keep their social distance from you. When I was in high school, <laughs> I tried to get a date for prom, and girls kept their social distance from me. So I, I'm used <laughs> to it, but I, I, can't, I can't see that happening to you. Uh, Diane Michelle's our guest here. we got about 11 minutes. So, now, when, if you know when it is, uh, when is your next show? Um, where is it at? And uh, how, uh, do you know if tickets will be available? Can you give us a little background on your next show, if you know when it is? Yeah, my next show is actually this coming Sunday. I'll be doing Mucha Lucha Atlanta in Atlanta. Uh, tickets are on sale at muchaluchaatlanta.com. Um, it's going to be my first time there. It's, it's a lot of Spanish um, fans, and uh, I'm really nervous about it, but I'm really excited about it as well. So, you know, that's that's good. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going to be a now, big deal. When, so keep your eyes out you, on it. Be, 
Will you be doing ring announcing in Spanish then? No, I wouldn't say I'll be doing it in Spanish, but I do have to pronounce these Spanish names because uh, we do have gotta, a we we do have a caller on the line. I don't know uh, I don't know who it is, but uh, we'll uh, bring him on and then uh, I'll monitor it if we have uh, our rogue individual or not. But we'll see what's going on here. Hold on a second. Five one eight. Go ahead. You're on the air. Five one eight, go ahead. Gone. Okay. Sounds like they don't want to ask anything. Apparently, well, <laughs> at least it at least it wasn't the alternative. You know what I mean? Thank goodness right. for that. So, uh, <laughs> so Diana, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out and see what you're doing and follow you, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? I uh, do have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm not on Twitter a lot, but uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Diana Michelle. Um, Instagram is Diana Michelle zero five. Just look me up. I have all my wrestling stuff there. It's usually posted one place and goes everywhere else. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Message me if you need to. I mean, of course, I have my filter on, so if I don't get back to you right away, that's why. But I will definitely get those messages. And respond accordingly if need be. Um, please keep it PG. Please be respectful. <laughs> don't don't uh, message me some crazy mess that's gonna make you look like an ass. So, or else, or else the icon will find you and take there care you of the situation. <laughs> I'll report you to the icon. <laughs> there you go. I got you back. So, you know, and uh, and so does Granny Holster. Don't mess with my friends out there, people, because Granny will have to put you in a headlock. That's right, Granny. Now, now uh, I'm going to ask this. I like to ask all independent wrestlers this because they've uh, none of them have asked the same way, so I'll put it to you. Two-part question. Let's say that you're at an event and you're announcing, and then at the end of the event, someone uh, like there's like an official from WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor. Uh, and they come and say, you know what, you should uh, come do a tryout uh, to work for us. Two-part question. One, is that something you'd want to do? And two, if you do get that gig uh, and you get that million-dollar contract, would you not big-time us and still talk to us? Uh, are you kidding me? First, yes, of course, I would look into that tryout. I mean, who would want to be recognized by one of those big, big-time groups, right? And two... I am a down to earth girl. I mean, I'm not gonna not gonna leave anybody in the in the dust. I'm gonna always be available to those who helped me along the way and those who actually have been around when I first started. So yeah, of course. Kidding? No, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but uh, you know, uh, you know, people people hone their craft, and you know, uh, it gets better like a fine wine, like yours. Unlike my act, it's aging like milk. But um, uh, now, do you find that uh, uh, as uh, as you're as you're going through your different events, uh, do you ever give yourself critique like, "Geez, why did I say that?" or "I messed up on this. I don't ever want to do that again," or "This will never happen again." How often does that filter through your mind? Probably at least once a show. No joke. At least once a show. I announced a tag team, which was clearly 
clearly about 400 pounds combined weight, and I announced them at about a 192. <laughs> I couldn't fix it. But there's always something that I would say or do that I think, you know, I should have done this just a little bit different, probably would have made it better, or um, maybe I should have worded something, or I get, sometimes I'll get little, you know, sidetracked because I'm so focused on what's going to happen or the fans are, are really, you know, going back and forth with me. Um, I might lose a train of thought and just kind of fumble over my words, but it's, you know, we're all human, it happens, and, you know, you just pick it up and keep going, so it's not like a big deal to me. You know, and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, ring announcers over the years. Of course, you know, we've had a lot on the show, like Mike McGurk. Uh, she was actually the first female ring announcer I can remember. Uh, and then, of course, you're the second. Uh, you guys are both beautiful. And then, of course, Howard Finkel. Uh, do you have, and Michael Buffer, uh, do you have any uh, anyone that inspired you or any heroes? Uh, but, you know, you mentioned that you were pulled out of the crowd. So uh, have you tried to model yourself after everybody, or have you just basically been your own uh, person from the beginning? I can't say that I've actually tried to model myself after anyone because um, you try to be like somebody else, you're going to wind up screwing it up anyway. So you just have to be yourself. But – I will say, because I love NWA, right, Granny? Because NWA rocks. I absolutely adore Tony Schiavone. I love him to death. When he came back into commentary with AEW, I dropped everything as far as WWE. I didn't didn't care anything about watching anything on Wednesday night. WWE, it was all about AEW because of Tony Schiavone. He's the best ever, best ever commentary, best ever announcer. Anything has to do with a microphone in his hand, he is the best. So that's my that's my guy. Have you ever uh, have you ever listened to his podcast? Yes, I have. I love uh, him. You know, uh, his, uh, you know, his co-host is another good friend of the show, uh, Conrad Thompson. What yes. happened? When? <laughs> you know. My my favorite thing about Tony Schiavone is uh, he uh, he added a term to our culture, uh, slap dick. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something for another show. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, I've always liked Tony Schiavone too. And I think they, uh, uh, you know, he's always got an unfair rap over the years, like what he wears to <laughs> what he's announcing and uh, he's how Tony. high he puts he, 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 and stuff like that. Don't but, Touch, yeah, don't touch Tony. Don't say anything about him negatively. He is the man. He's the he's the staple. He's what you want to model yourself after. He's the man, period. Well, you know, Tony Schiavone has always been a good friend of mine. The only thing is we just can't ever get him on the show because, uh, you know, when you're under contract with the with one of the big three, you have some right. to go through that. You can't, um, you know, you have, you can't. They can't just say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll be on your show. I mean, it just doesn't work. Right, uh, right. We have uh, Diana Michelle as our guest here. We have about, uh, we got about a uh, minute and a half, about 90 seconds. So um, all this uh, good stuff here. We have another caller on the line here. Uh, let's see here. I um, hope uh, I'll put him on and see what we got here. Uh Six three nine, you're on the air. Go ahead. 
Icon, you chicken shit. You better hide behind a fucking granny, okay? I'm coming for you. Hey, granny, shut the hell up, okay? I apologize okay. for that caller. We've been having trouble with a particular caller calling in and making some very rude remarks to us. So, well, you know, it's ridiculous. But you know, I'll tell you what, though, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna hide behind uh, your phone and not call it straight up, uh, you know, that's uh, your point. And uh, you know. Whoever you are, uh, I like to find out who you are. And if you want to, uh, if you actually want to come on the show legitimately, uh, you're free to do that. Uh, but uh, why don't you send me a message on uh, on Facebook Messenger, and we'll uh, get you on, and uh, we'll take you straight up. Other than that, don't bother us. So uh, sorry about that, uh, Diana. So. Uh, with all this uh, stuff uh, going on, uh, you know, how many, uh, do you know how many shows you got coming up in the future or uh, is it, uh, is it uh, new from week to week? Well, like I said, Southern Honor is my main show. We do our first Friday every month. So I know I have those coming up um, for the foreseeable future. Uh, the other shows that I may do, you know, if they need me, they book me, they call me. You know, ask me if I'm available. If I'm available, I'll do it. Um, but, yeah, as far as booking goes, it just depends on who needs me, who wants me, and, and uh, who's willing to have me. So, Well, Diana, I've got a couple local wrestling uh, companies that wrestle locally here in the northwest Arkansas area where I live at, and I would love to get you – um, Arkansas Championship Wrestling, you know, we had to shut down for COVID, you know, due to COVID. We couldn't have any shows. We were hoping to have one this month, but it looks like we're shooting for April. But we do have another company, WCWA, that I would love to get you here into Springdale to be a guest ring announcer for a show for us. And then we could get yeah. to meet each other and hang out, you know. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And I'll go play bingo with you. I don't. I don't care. Let's go. Okay. We have, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get into town a day early. We'll go play bingo, and then you can do the <laughs> ring announcement for our show. <laughs> that sounds you awesome. Know? So, yeah, connect with well, me on Facebook, and we'll work that out. Well, well I did send you a friend request. So my real my real name is Lori Burt, but it but my profile picture is me in my Granny Hulkster shirt. It says, "What you gonna do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you?" Oh, I love it already. Look at you. Uh, oh, you're my favorite well, person now. I'll tell you what, Diana. We we love you very much, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to send us some autographs and giveaways and. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that collector's card I made for you, and we would definitely like to have you back on again. That's awesome. You let me know when, and I'm here for you, man. Thank you so much for having Thanks me. Thanks so much, Diana. Take care, Diana. You guys Thank have you. a great night. All right. Diana Bye. Michelle, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, our next guest is on, so we're going to go ahead and roll right to her real quick here. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She's known by three names, but the main thing she's known for is kicking ass in the middle of the ring. Hence the name, 
Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kat herself, Kat Von Hez. Hey, this is Kat Von Hees. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with host the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. All right, Kat Von Hees is our guest here. We got uh, 28 minutes here with the cat. Uh, is there a special way that we should address you, like Mrs. Cat, the cat? How would you like us to address you? Oh, just cat's fine. Thank you. Cat's fine. Okay. So um, here's what we'll do. We'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, I'll interview you, and then we'll do a little roundtable, and then we'll have some fun. So go ahead. Um, great. Um, I started off in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. So I started training with CWE Wrestling Academy under Mentalo um, and moved out to Western Canada to train with uh, Massive Damage, and Silifon was also a guest uh, teacher there. And kind of joined up with CNWA. We did a large circuit for years um, until that folded. Um, And ever since then, I've toured internationally between, you know, Canada, the United States, and Mexico. And I've been wrestling for almost 10 years now. And uh, I guess I have a good... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Let me interrupt you. Go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, I guess, like, just, like, outside of wrestling, I guess my background, what got me into wrestling was I had a powerlifting, bodybuilding, and amateur wrestling background, so that really um, transitioned really well into my career, as well as I grew up being a wrestling fan my whole life, and it's kind of a big dream of mine, so um, outside of that, that's pretty much the basics on me. And uh, now, you know, you mentioned you've been, uh, you've been in the business for 10 years. We have a Kat Von Hesler guest here. we got 27 minutes. Um, and uh, we had a guest on a couple weeks ago that you might uh, uh, recognize, uh, Claude Cawson uh, from BEW. What's her name? Uh, his name is uh, Claude Cushion from uh, BEW. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we were supposed to work together um, kind of like around the pandemic, but everything just when it locked down, unfortunately, all those shows got postponed. So I look forward to hopefully working there after the lockdown kind of subsides a bit. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that just a little bit. Uh, that way we don't have to come back to it. That way we can just get it out of the way. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you just mentioned COVID. Uh, can you tell us a little bit on how that's affected you? Have you had to blank your calendar away to a certain point? Uh, have you had shows that have been uh, postponed or canceled that will be rescheduled? How has it affected uh, your career? Um, you know, it's a big adjustment because, I mean, I'm used to having, like, your our standard local shows and having at least, you know, the two or three a month with your home promotion. Um, and then, you know, you have – up here we have, like, winter tours, so – uh, I usually do a Northern Health tour with Northern uh, with Tony Candelo every year, and this year it wasn't even a possibility for the first time. And I think this would have been his 49th year, 50th year running. So that's like a historical moment, like something like that not happening. Um, and that's usually like 10 to 12 shows right there in a month. So there's been a lot of shows canceled. A lot of promotions haven't even really scheduled shows up here because they're not sure what the lockdown's going to look like. And uh, with that being said, hope, you know, I, I think we're slowly starting to turn the corner on this. So hopefully uh, everything will be, everything will work out fine. We'll, we'll see, I guess. But uh, so anyway, so we have uh, Kat Von Hez is our guest here. And 
uh, when you do go to work for BEW, uh, I guess uh, one of your opponents probably should be Samantha Slides. Uh, and uh, so when you uh, when you do go up against her, uh, for everybody keeping track at home, anybody that and I'll let you know this, which is a feather in your cap. Anybody that's been on our show that's went for a title match has never lost. Uh, and since we've been on the air for in five years, mm-hmm. we are uh, fifteen hundred and oh. Wow, that's crazy. And so you cannot break the streak. We've been building it for a long time. So hopefully you'll be able to keep that going. So uh, I'm going to ask a couple other questions, and we'll bring Randy on here. Then we'll circle back to me. Uh, so when you wrestle, uh, do you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny? Or are you more of a crowd individual? What the crowd thinks you're going to be feeding off of them? Um, I mean, I guess it it really depends. I mean, I, I built the large part of my beginning of my career on um, intergender wrestling. Even though in CNWA I was wrestling, uh, actually Samantha Slides was part of that, so I wrestled her quite a bit and uh, Bambi Hall from BC, along with Rhea Von Slasher and a couple other girls. So, But other than that, a lot of my independents were wrestling guys, and my first title um, that I held was a men's cruiserweight championship. So uh, there I basically took over as babyface, so I do have those natural abilities. But I do find that when wrestling women, um, I'm really aggressive um, all the way through, so I come across as like I don't take crap and uh, <clears throat> I don't put up with crap. So more of a heel, I suppose, in that regard. Well, speaking of someone that doesn't like to take any crap on the sidelines, Granny, we have uh, Kate Von Hez as our guest here. we got 23 minutes. Go ahead. What do you got, Granny? Well, I love it. First of all, I'm not a wrestler, even though I've been threatened, been thrown in the ring several times. I've been handcuffed to a manager. But Granny does not <laughs> like the heels. I could talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So I think I would have a lot of fun talking trash to you at a wrestling event. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. I've been hit with a few canes in my day. It doesn't. Uh... Well, no, I, I wouldn't hit you with my cane, you know. But, I mean, now if Tommy, Dreamer was, if Tommy Dreamer was there, he might take my cane out of my hand like he did do at a TCW show back in 2013 and use it on the guy he was wrestling against. So, you know, but um, I guess, yeah, I one of my friends was, this about four years ago, I'm 58, I'll be 59 in August, so this, I was about 54 then, and he was being the heel that night, and he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I doubled up my fist with my keys in my hand, and I threw my fist in his face. I almost hit him in his nose. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. So that just gives a little example of what I've done, you know, or what I can do. But um, I guess one of my questions to you is, what would be your favorite dream match to do, and who would you want your opponent to be, and why? Oh, like that's a tough one. I guess um, someone I looked up to um, would be like Sarah Stock and uh, <clears throat> or Dark Angel from Mexico. So she mm-hmm. like she's someone that I've always wanted to wrestle just because she's such a technical uh, wrestler and she's just so good at what she does. Um, in terms of a, the type of match, I guess I would want to do like 
a two out of three falls with her just so that we could go like, like for a long time and just kind of prove um, our, you know, match our abilities against each other and see what we can really do together. That would be awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love her style. I mean, she, uh, she trained with a lot of the guys that I, I kind of like grew up in the business with and, and uh, that kind of mentored me. And uh, I watched her a lot and, and really like, she was a big inspiration for me because she is from Winnipeg as well. So I really would like a match against her for sure. That would be so, awesome. You know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned you're you're in Winnipeg, correct? No, I currently live in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, Canada. So I'm, I'm about three hours north of Calgary, which is where the Stampede Wrestling, uh, like the home base for Stampede Wrestling, was. Uh, yeah, I, there's only one issue I have with Winnipeg, and that's the uh, Winnipeg Gold Eyes, but that's a whole other story, too. <laughs> um, okay. So, now, let us know, if you if you can, when your next event is and where it is uh, and who you might be facing, if you know what it is. Uh, to be honest, like, uh, we, we were supposed to have uh, a tour that was, like, it was January, it got postponed till March, then we were just told that we couldn't have the shows this like the basically it would have been around this time actually. So now they're postponed to um, I think the second week of May, there's a big tour coming out to Alberta. So I'll be doing a few shows around that time. Um, so there's nothing concrete yet, but I believe it's from the 13th to the 16th here in um, St. Albert and Medicine Hat, Grand Prairie and Red Deer. All right, and that's uh, with uh, CWE Wrestling. Kate uh, Vaughn has as our guest. Here we got eighteen minutes. We do have a caller on. Uh, hopefully, it's a decent caller. Uh, <laughs> would you want to take a couple calls from some fans if it's a legitimate call? Sure, absolutely. All right. Six three nine. You're on the air. Go ahead. Miss Cat, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You know what this is. Who is it? This is B-E-W. It's Claude. Oh, my goodness. Well, how are you? Doing good, doing good. So, yeah, uh, I've got some good news for you, girl. Oh, yeah? Yeah, May 28th. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got some breaking news exclusive on Attitude Air Live. What's the scoop? The scoop is May 28th in Red Deer, Cap. Versus Samantha for the title. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, because last time we missed it because the we got shut down. Yeah, that shutdown has really messed with everything. Now, Kat, um, I'll say this, and then uh, Claude, I'll, I'll let you guys know this. Now, I don't have any issues with Samantha. Things happen, but. She was supposed to be a guest on our show, and she fell asleep on us. So, oh, no. Um, uh, I hate to say this, but, uh, Kat, I'm going to have to cheer for you. Well, I appreciate you having you in my corner. Speaking of, Claude, uh, uh, speaking of having stuff in uh, your corner here, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you'll uh, – uh, the icon can uh, get up to, to one of your shows there. I'd so like to uh, – uh, help out and be part of it in some way. He must have hung up. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
Well, that that was uh, just a quick drop in. So, hey, um, so anyway, breaking news here on Adders Here Live. You have a title defense against Samantha Slides. And you said you have that I do. Uh, yes, actually, we feuded uh, quite a bit in my early career. So we, uh, we've, we've gone toe-to-toe quite a few times. Uh, we have Kate Von Hess as our guest here. we got about uh, 16 minutes. So with that being said now, you've uh, feuded with her and you've, uh, you've wrestled against her before. Uh, I wonder if uh, when she has a match with you, I wonder if she'll fall asleep during that too. Well, I'll just put her to sleep. There you go. Um, you know, usually, and I'm, I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm going to give this little thing here real quick. Usually, when someone is booked as a guest and they stiff me and they don't show up or whatever, uh, or they just refuse to be on the show because they're uh, like Tony Giovanni would say, uh, they're a bunch of slap dicks. But uh, you know, um, I don't have an issue with Samantha Slides, but I want to keep our streak alive, so I'm going to be biased here. I'm going to pull for you. I appreciate it. I'm going to do everything I can to keep that streak alive. She's a tough opponent. I mean, I've, I've worked with her like several times and she's uh she's a tough cookie. That one's got a one shot punch. She's, she's knocked out quite a few people, that girl. So. And you know, since uh, you, you know her and you faced her before when, and I, I don't want you to give away too much because she might be listening, but uh, do you go back and watch previous matches uh, to prepare when you fight somebody again or what kind of preposition, uh, preposition, what kind of preparation do you go through when you face somebody over and over again? Um, I guess you just like, I mean, I, I really, once you wrestle so many, like someone so many times, you really learn body language and like, like you kind of can predict their movements a little bit. So, um, not so much necessarily watching, but learning from little instances where maybe you make a move and uh, it kind of backfires and kind of learning from that. So I, I'm more of a hands-on, so I like to run through things myself. But um, I have watched quite a few of our matches from the past and learned from those and seen little openings and places where we could have done something, I could have done something a little differently. So um, I just kind of prepare by, like, getting the cardio in, hitting the gym, kind of reviewing my move set. And removing like re- like reviewing some tapes and kind of just seeing where some openings would uh, present themselves. So now, with that being said, then uh, do you? Uh, uh, I'm kind of curious. What your finishing maneuver is? What are you going to put away with? What's it called? And what goes into it? Um, if I hit like like a an impact move, it's usually like a Venus flytrap, so double underhook, um, kind of like a almost like a vertical lift and then a face plant would be my like impact move. And if I'm lucky enough, I usually like to put people in my submission because that is nearly impossible to get out of if I can lock it in properly, which is a bridging sharpshooter, which is basically like a, like a leg lock. It's like the sharpshooter, but instead of sitting down, I just reach back and grab the the bottom of their chin or near uh, the mat right underneath their face. That's awesome. So that sounds pretty devastating. Uh, and uh, usually one of us would volunteer to have you practice on this, but I think I'll pass. I think Granny will pass too. Uh, <laughs> we'll just let, let you put it on Samantha, and then uh, uh, we'll let her see if she can slide out of that one. You know? Yeah, we'll see. I I, I doubt it, but 
you know, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, so now, one other question I'd like to ask all the uh, independent wrestlers that come on, and uh, none of them have ever asked, answered it the same way. So I'm going to put it to you as a two-part question. Uh, let's say that uh, you're at a match and someone from AEW or Ring of Honor or WWE is at a match and they see see you wrestle. And they come up to you after the show and say, hey, you know what? We're having some tryouts. We'd like to have you uh, come try out two-part question. Is that something that you'd want to do? And if you do get that big time deal because you're so because you're so awesome, would you not big time us and still talk to us? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I think it's important to not forget where you came from, you know, and um, stay humble because I mean, no matter how like where you rise to, at some point you usually have to walk back down that ladder. Um, so you don't want to be stepping on people all the way up you know you want to make sure you build those relationships and fortify the bridges um and and if that opportunity presented itself i'd absolutely want that opportunity um it's always um you know i always try to keep myself in certain shapes so that if those opportunities present themselves i'm you know not far off from being ready to go i mean outside of obviously injuries and stuff that kind of set you back but um i think it's important to just always be ready for an opportunity you know always have your gear with you um, when you go to a show, even if you're not on it, because I mean, moments like that have happened where I wasn't really on the show. I brought my gear in my car and, uh, you know, last minute things changed and, you know, next thing you know, you're wrestling, but if you don't have those things ready, you're not, uh, you don't get those opportunities. And, uh, with that, uh, so we can uh, get this in with that being said, if our fans want to check you out and follow you because you're so damn awesome, uh, do you got <laughs> Facebook, you got Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, what do you got? Um, at the moment, I have uh, just like Instagram, Facebook, and uh, for the moment, it's like just at Cap on Heath. And um, we're working on doing like an OnlyFans here soon, so I can always like plug that to you later. And we're planning on doing a bit of a Twitter or a Snapchat, just kind of getting those things going after getting some new promo shots and getting some new gear ready. I just want to launch that stuff with some like bigger impact stuff, not older stuff. And uh, with that being said, uh, you know, we got a little contest going on. Uh, hopefully you might be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways. Uh, we have a contest going on from the end of the show to the beginning of the next show. Anybody that goes on to our Off the Ropes page on Facebook and likes it will be automatically entered in a drawing to win a, uh autograph from one of our guests tonight. So uh, would you be willing to uh, send us a few autographs for some giveaways? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We have uh, Kate Vaughn has as our guest here. We have about uh, eight minutes, give or take, uh, a few. So, you know, you you mentioned that uh, you're going to be going to uh, BEW. Now, do you plan on uh, just wanting to stay in the in Canada, or do you want to uh, come out here to the States and uh, do some tours out over here? Um, I mean, I love to go to the States. I haven't, like, I I used to go out there quite a bit before um, COVID and, uh, like, just we had a couple, I had a couple injuries set me back and stuff. But, I mean, I used to go to L.A. and Tennessee and um, a couple other places quite a bit. And I really miss the fans there and I really miss the people. The promotions are always so great and uh, very different types of crowds, which is always nice to kind of expose, um, you know, what we do up in Canada. It's a little bit different. The style, it can be it doesn't seem like it's going to be different, but definitely every time I go down there, it's like um, when I'm wrestling my opponents, I notice a different style completely. 
So I really do miss coming down there and, and working with the girls and the guys down there. So I'd love to come back down. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, we have a, uh, we have a, a new uh, promotion here in uh, North Dakota. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you're, you're into wrestling guys, but uh, I'd like to get you down here and, uh, you know, wrestle, uh, wrestle here. Maybe I can, uh, uh, have you take out a uh, a certain particular wrestler uh, for me and Granny? His name is Sylvester J. Fox. Maybe you could take him out for us. I'd love to. It's uh, it's quite rewarding. That's awesome. Well, what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll keep uh, I'll keep tabs with you, and uh, if I can uh, if I can get you down here, I'll uh, I'll uh, t- I can take care of your hotel and everything. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll work and definitely get you down here. I love I love to. Uh, and then maybe I could even be in your corner and uh, bring you down to the ring. I think that'd be awesome. That would be wonderful. That'd be great. Awesome. So we have uh, Kate Von Hess as our guest here. We got about uh, six minutes here with uh, with the cat. So, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit, how uh, COVID has kind of got things locked down. But uh, do, you, uh, do you plan on um, doing uh, a lot more <clears> – <throat> Um, well, I'm sure you do. Uh, so I asked this right away. Do you plan on wanting to get yourself out uh, more often now once things open back up uh, more so than you were before? Yeah, like I was I was kind of recuperating from a few like some pains and stuff like that. So once like we're able to get back in the ring and I can do some more training just to get myself back um, in ring shape. I think we all have a little bit of ring rust on us. Um, I'd love to start traveling more again. You know, I'd like to go back to the East coast and back to the States. And um, I was hoping I was planning to go to Europe last year, um, but that didn't pan out. So I'd like to start touring a little bit more there. So yeah, like we'll just see, hopefully the COVID doesn't lock us in for that much longer and we can start seeing me go a lot more places. And do you have a, you know, do you have a, like a favorite all-time favorite city uh, that you like to go to that uh, fans just uh, can't wait for your return? Um, I mean, I I guess I have some unfinished business in Victorville in California. I, I won the belt there for Alpha Omega like quite a few years ago. And I never really dropped the belt. So I don't know if I'm technically still the, the reigning women's champion in uh in Victorville, but I honestly, the fans there were, were great. And, uh, the locker room was awesome and I always had great matches there. So I'd really like to go back there. That's kind of where I'd like to, to definitely get my toes back in. Um, and I miss, um, going to Tennessee actually like the, again, the crowds there are awesome. They're rowdy, make a lot of noise, get you really pumped up, get the matches all fired up. So I'd like to go back there too. And, uh, you know, with all that uh, being said, you know, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you're still technically the champion because you never lost. Uh, do you, uh, do you still have the belt? Uh, no, we, I decided to leave it there just because it was going across the border. We didn't want to bring any hardware across just, uh, to be safe. And, um, you know, I did my photos down there with them, but I left it with the promoter just to be on the safe side. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen um, anyone else hold it. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but, I mean, it'd be nice to go down there and um, have a title defense or if they did relinquish it to someone else, you know, claim my claim my belt and, and prove that I deserve to have that belt back. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about it, you know, uh, that that'd be an awesome thing. It's like you'd be the uh, you'd be the first undefeated uh, champion, and uh, you know, it's like, hey, that's my belt. You never beat me for it. You're just a paper champion. Why don't you step in the ring and make it happen? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm giving you any ideas, but I'd love for you to do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kate Von Hess is our guest here. we got about uh, two minutes here left with uh, the cat. And, uh, you know, real quick here, i got to do a couple of ego things because it's just what I do. Uh, now, the Icon had made you a cool collector's card for your appearance on the show. What was your thought mm-hmm. on that? Did you like that? Oh, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it was uh, very well done, and uh, it's, it's very professionally done, so I did appreciate that a lot. And you're free to use that for anything that you want uh, promotional-wise. I mean, you know, if you want to make copies of it and autograph it to your fans or whatever, it's cool. Uh, just as long as you uh, give, uh, you know, me some kudos and say, yeah, I got this egotistical stalker guy in North Dakota that made that. And, uh, you know, by the <laughs> speaking of that, I appreciate I'm glad that you finally did drop the restraining order. I I know I promised I wouldn't stop calling you at 2 in the morning, so I appreciate you dropping the restraining order, too. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no problem. No problem. I got you. So, Kat Von Hess is our guest here. So, um, with uh, with the last uh, with the last 60 seconds we have here, uh, real quick here, I want you to cut a, a promo on uh, Samantha Slides, because I know she's listening now. I just got the signal that she is. Um, so what would you? What do you have to say to her uh, before uh, um, before your uh, big match coming up with her? Well, Samantha, if you're listening, you and I go way back, darling. And you know, I know you helped put me in the ring and you helped uh, mold me. But if you, from doing that, you should know that you've got a mountain to climb with me. And uh, I don't hold any punches, and I pack a lot of power. So I really hope you're ready to give me that belt because it's going on someone that truly, truly will shine in that ring, and I don't have any problem taking it from you. No matter how tough you think you are, you built me tougher. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Kat, we do appreciate it, and uh, you have been so awesome and uh, after you uh, defeat Samantha Slides, here's what I want to do. I want to get both of you guys back on, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll give the champion, which will be you, uh, a little more carte blanche, as they say in the business. And uh, then we can have uh, the loser, which would be Samantha, uh, cry in the air and find out uh, about getting you guys uh, booked again. Sounds good. Thanks, Kat. You have a good night. Thank you for being on with us. Thanks, Kat. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Kat Von Hess, ladies and gentlemen. That was awesome. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I have not got a confirmation from our uh, our uh, next guest. So what we're, we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring in our gentleman here that's uh, – uh, let's see – One second here. So far, it's been a pretty fun show, with the exception of the very disrespectful person that keeps calling into our show. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, bring uh, our buddy that's been on hold because our uh, 
our other guest uh, is not uh, called in. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and tagging in, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Matt Johnson. Hey, Jesse Johnson here. Uh, you're listening to the Attitude Era live with your host, the icon, Big Swig, and Granny Hoster. How's it going, you guys? Good, buddy. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on uh, with us. I do apologize for the mix-up. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, we're gonna have some fun with you because our uh, our guest hasn't uh, our third guest hasn't called in. So, uh, uh, if they do call in, uh, we'll put them at the tail end of the show, and uh, we'll interview you, and we'll give you the standard uh, thirty minutes. So give us a little background about yourself, then we'll have some fun interviewing you. Well, um, I've been, I started training for pro wrestling in 2005. I was going to actually be a wrestler, and then I had, a, I had to have surgery on my left knee. Uh, I had a vessel that had knotted up, took me out of that for over a month or so. Early 07, I decided to get back into things, and I chose to, instead of wrestling, I chose to get in there as a referee. That's awesome. So I've been, now, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, when I decided to go back in, I had talked with a couple promoters, and one of them was Terry Fox here in Minnesota. He gave me the go-ahead to work for him, and I was reffing for him. And that was uh, – I reffed for him for about a year. Things kind of got – whatever happened happened you know i took some time off for personal family issues and then i was helping set up and tear down other other companies rings and finally uh i was doing a show we were setting up for steel domain wrestling up in uh st croix casino up in uh malax or not not malax but uh right up uh danbury wisconsin for a show that we did and they only had one ref on the show and I talked with the promoter and I talked with Mick Karch. Karch went over to talk to Ed Hellier. Ed Hellier's like, Oh, I forgot you. You said you've got your stuff with you. If you want to go back and follow Mick, go back, talk to him, get you set up for doing shows tonight, doing the show tonight. So I got the job for working them, working for them in, I want to say early 2016. And July of 2016, I was down in Waterloo, Iowa, and performed in front of Jerry Briscoe a couple times with a big weight on my back. I carried a couple, two or three different promotions, not saying that it was a heavy weight. It was basically showing what I can do in there as a referee. That's awesome. Uh, so with... Uh... You know, you know. I understand if you don't want to answer this question, but I, I kind of have to ask, being a broadcast journalist. But so, uh, you know, you you were at the show and you had your gear with you, and they uh, put you in on the as as a referee. Like, do they uh, do they say, yeah, you can? Uh, we'll we'll ref, and uh, at the end of the night, we'll get you uh, a couple sodas and a couple hot dogs. Or how does that work? Well, that actually worked out in in a way that. I didn't really expect. Um, promoter was looking for another referee. I was able to hold my own. At the end of the night, we talked. 
the only thing he really suggested I do was get us, you know, cut my hair and grab a few new pairs of uh, pants for wrestling. Okay, done. At that point, I had the job going into the April show. And the rest, uh, as they say, is history. That's right, because we're not going to get into discussion on the pay. Right, right. Well, we're, that's not. We're not going to discuss that factor. But yeah, no. Well, no, was, no. I, I didn't want to break down the pay. I was just wondering. It's like, uh, you know, it's like when you, uh, you know, when you're not uh, originally booked and slated, uh, you know, and then you right. step in. It's like, do they have? What I meant on that was like, do they have to? Uh, do you have to like sign like contract? Uh, do they have no, to put you in the contract to, for a day or? No, I didn't have to huh. sign anything with them. I mean, I I didn't have to sign anything, but I've been working with them now from 2016 to present. With COVID, that's just kind of shut the door on things. Obviously, I mean, for the last year after, okay, so February of last year was our last show. So we did our uh, last we'll, show. We'll in, yeah, we'll touch on this a little bit, uh, and like I say, COVID sucks. So, uh, and I know yeah. that uh, being down in Minnesota, the whole lockdown thing. But with uh, with that being said, there, um, uh, how has that uh, affected you uh, per se? Uh, do you have shows that have been like canceled that will get rebooked and rescheduled, or have you had to blank out your calendar at a certain point? Have you been? Have you went to work for other promotions? Uh, I I haven't done any other promotions. I trying to do the day to day living, paying the bills. Obviously, not really trying to do a lot of travel with this whole thing going on. And given the factors, um, COVID really did shut things down. It basically wiped us out throughout the uh, year. When it when it started up till now, and with the vaccines going out, I don't know if we're going to actually start seeing any time later this summer or early fall to get back at it. And you know the thing is, I think with COVID right now, the way things are, uh, you know, I think we're slowly starting to turn the corner. And the reason why I say that, uh, and I'm going to ask a few more questions, and we'll bring Granny on here. Uh, the reason why I say that is because uh, there's a great little restaurant hangout in DL, and you being from Minnesota, I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. It starts with a big Z. Uh, the last several times I've been there, they wouldn't allow anybody in the restaurant. Uh, we were there this weekend, and they're actually allowing people in. It was full capacity. So I think we're mm-hmm. slowly starting to turn the corner. But as an official – uh, what kind of officiating uh, are you? Are you like a uh, uh, a baby face, like uh, like a amateur referee? Are you like the heel ref, like a Nick Patrick? Or are you like the I'm going to screw you ref, like a uh, Earl Hebner? Well, all right. So I could play that either way, and I know I could probably play it either way, but I'm not really. I'm I'm. I've got fans booing me constantly. I I don't pay attention to the fans because it takes away from the guys in the ring doing their bit. The guys and gals that are in there performing, I know the the referee's part of the story, but when you've got two performers in there performing for the bit, it's 
it takes away when the crowd's turning on the ref more than anything. I'm okay with the crowd turning on me. That's fine. But I'm not going to be heel or, or face. I just play it as it is. I don't, I don't go hardcore heel. I don't go hardcore baby face. I just play it in the middle. And that's awesome. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, our buddy Matt here, the referee extraordinaire. we got about uh, 22 minutes. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest? We have a referee. Go ahead. You've been handcuffed to a few referees. Go ahead. What do you got for our guest? Did Granny leave us too? I don't know. Granny, you there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) All right, right, Granny, we got a referee on our hands. Go ahead. What do you got? Well, uh, what has been one of your most favorite matches you've ever had the opportunity to referee? Oh, wow. Um, Glad you brought that up, Granny. I'll, I'll, I'll get into this one. It was a Halloween show we did for Heavy On Wrestling up in at the Clyde Ironworks up in Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, that night I got booked to ref the match between uh, Gangrel and Kevin Thorne. It was a first blood oh, match. Wow. Wow. Oh, that would be amazing. That one was a first blood match. That one was awesome to work. I got to work with two guys that I'd grown up watching on TV. Those guys working for WWE, those guys now here, sitting here in a show at a event I'm on, and I got placed to work in the match with them. Wow. That match was just, I wasn't sure how to, you know, expect to the unexpected. You don't know how they're going to work. You don't know how, when you've never worked with them before. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. who it is, you know. Um they were both really genuine guys. They were both really, really lighthearted and light-handed, not, not super going to beat you down or whatever. I mean, it was, it was one of those matches I didn't really expect, but at the same time I was happy to work it. Um, I've had an opportunity to work alongside Jimmy Hart and uh, managers J.J. Dillon and Jimmy Hart both. Um, again, going back 2016 at the Hall of Fame in Waterloo, Iowa, it was a cage match, James Jeffries versus Justin Decent for the IPW heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. I was outside the ring as the referee with J.J. Dillon and the manager of Justin Decent. Um, that was an interesting setup for me because I got to work with one of the greatest managers of all time. The, uh, That's amazing. Other match, the other match I got to work with Jimmy Hart it was Cody Rice, and I don't remember who he was facing, um, but Jimmy Hart was Cody's manager. Okay, that was awesome because Jimmy's a sweetheart. Jimmy's the I nicest the guy oppor- to talk to. Yeah, yeah, I had the opportunity to get to meet Jimmy Hart one time. Um, it was an independent show in Arkansas that they were doing, and I got to meet Jimmy Hart. He was he was really nice. He was pretty awesome. So, well, July of 2019, we had Heavy On was doing their Fortune Bania two up at uh, Fortune Bay Casino, and uh, we had the autograph signing with Demolition Sting and all those guys that were up, and. 
uh, heavy, the promoter, he asked, I asked him, I says, who do you want me to position with? Where do you want to put me? How do you want to, how do you want to do things? He says, oh, well, we'll put you with Sting. Now, mind you, they had an autograph session for over two hours, and I was positioned with Sting at the table. Oh, wow. So I got to work with the icon himself. So that was a plus for me. You know, it, it just kind of getting to see a lot of the legends, getting to see and meet, you know, and work with certain guys is a big plus. It's It's awesome because I don't look – for anything else when I go to shows like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've met quite a few quite a few guys over time, legends of all time. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, 2005, after Judgment Day in, in, uh, Saint, in Bloomington at the uh, hotel. And we were talking in the bar. I asked him for a photo he went, he's like, yeah, I'll, give me a second. I'll be right back. He went and did what he had to do, came back, said, let's take it. Let's do it. Without question, he, I, you know, Jimmy's, yeah. uh, Ricky's even a sweetheart at uh, getting, yeah, getting a chance is. to meet him. Oh, yeah. Well, so. I my I was getting ready to say, my husband and I, um, <laughs> back in 18 or 19, I, I think it was 2018. Anyways, we went to a, um, up to Lebanon, Missouri. I have a friend that um, is uh, Beautiful Bobby Eaton's booking agent, Brian Thompson, and I'm friends with Beautiful Bobby Eaton personally. And um, they were doing a, <clears throat> oh, a, a speedway thing at the racetrack there in Lebanon. And and Brian was doing some things for Ringside Championship Wrestling, and they had uh, a little three-match um, wrestling event set up there at the the same night. And we got to meet Ricky Steamboat, and we got our picture with him, and he was really super nice. I mean, uh, oh, there yeah. was a company that used to run in Arkansas called Traditional Championship Wrestling. They did TV tapings, and they still show the old – uh, reruns down in the Little Rock area on TV and um, we went to a lot of those uh, shows so I'm as Granny Hulkster I'm um, on a lot of those episodes I'm not a wrestler I'm just a big fan but um, I've got a one of my wrestling shirts is what you're going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you and then the, my friend that made me that shirt, she made me another one that said Granny Hulkster, Queen of TCW Wrestling, or TCW. And I would wear that to a lot of the TCW shows. And they always had me on the front row in the very center seat facing the camera because being the wrestling fan that I am, I don't like the heels. So I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I when I have to, and nice. so I've met people like I mean I'm personal friends with the Rock and Roll Express, Tommy Dreamer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Matter of fact, my family and I we've had dinner with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Tommy Dreamer before. So uh, Matt Hardy, I met uh, we met Mickey James in 2012. I've met Jake Roberts, Diamond Dallas Page, Zach Gowan, 
Um, I've met AJ Styles. Now, I didn't meet AJ Styles for TCW. I actually met him through uh, a show for the NWA, NWA Summer Clash in Benton, Arkansas, back in 2014. But um, right. I've I've met a lot of big names over the years. I mean, I'm personal friends with Trevor Murdoch. My husband and I, we got to meet Tony Atlas and Ron Simmons at a autograph signing back in 2019 in Oklahoma. And so I've met a lot of big names over the years, you know, and everything. But um, I do love my wrestling. That's uh, awesome. We have, uh, we have uh, the referee extraordinaire here is our guest here. Uh, we got about uh, 13 minutes here, but we might extend a little bit because, uh, like I say, our uh, – Third guest uh, is not here, so I uh, so we'll, we'll uh, we appreciate you hanging with us if you can. Uh, I know I, I told you thirty minutes, but hopefully you can hang with us. But um, you know, and you mentioned uh, working with Gangrel. Now I don't know if uh, Big Swing is listening or not, but uh, uh, you know, uh, Edge is his all-time favorite wrestler of all time, and of course we know the history of Gangrel and Edge, but. Uh, if uh, Big Swing is listening, maybe he can ask a, he'd want to ask a question about that. I don't know, uh, but he is doing double duty tonight. But, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, you got to uh, be at the same autograph signing with the Icon Sting, uh, and now you're, on the, uh, now you're on the air with the Icon Helmrath. So it, it's kind of awesome. You know, you've met two Icons in one year. you got to admit, that's pretty darn cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Now you know, and I'll, I know that you got. I know that um, you know you have to be careful in answering uh, certain questions. But I, I you know, I'm kind of curious on this question too. Uh, is there any uh, wrestler that's been a shock to you that you've met that uh, you're like, you know, you thought that they were probably going to be kind of like uh, jerky, and then they were the sweetest guy ever. And then there's also the. Has there been a wrestler that you thought was going to be the sweetest guy ever that was kind of like, uh, you know, a jerk? Uh, if you'd be willing to touch on that, uh, do you have any have any, have any experiences that way? Um, I, actually, I do have an experience on on some of that. I uh, mid nineties. Let's go back mid nineties. I was in high school. A bunch of us got my friends and I got together. We went to a house show for WWF, and after the house show we had caught the rock walking down the streets of St. Paul. He was wearing his planet Hollywood leather jacket. We caught him. We kind of stopped him. He actually did stop. Wasn't really wanting to talk to anybody, but after a bit, he did talk. Um, I was kind of, I, I think I feel I might've been a little rude to him, but I told him, I says, if it wasn't for my friends and myself and the people that filled that building, you don't have a job people to buy your merchandise, people to pay for the tickets to come see you wrestle. <clears throat> you're you're a hell of a performer, but dude, you got to understand it's not for the people you don't have a job and I, I I don't know if the rock would remember that if if he does, I don't want to create a problem with him. I I like the rock, but it, it it took a bit. He did finally shake hands with everybody. He was cool after a bit. Uh, it was. I think it was more after the after the show. We caught him outside of it. I don't really know, but I don't want to go back and like try and discuss that with him at any point. 
Um, that also that same afternoon, after we got done mess, meeting with The Rock, walked up the block, just, just half a block up, Mark Henry was hanging out outside the, the rental van. Mark Henry was a nice guy at that time. He was happy to shake everybody's hand. This is during the Nation of Domination bit, but they did. But Mark Henry had no problem inviting us up and shaking our hands. Well, you know, and the thing is, though, with uh, a lot of wrestlers, and this has been uh, my experience, uh, you know, ever since uh, we started doing this radio show, uh, you know, there are there are more than 99% of the wrestlers realize, no, that if it wouldn't be the, for the fans, they would not be where they're at. I mean, you know, some can some can claim that I made it by myself without the fans, but, you know, like you mentioned, fans buy the tickets, fans buy their merchandise. If it weren't for the fans, they wouldn't be over, you know? Right. And uh, I had an experience, and it was it was kind of my, my fault, I'll admit it, uh, with uh, Buff Bagwell. And uh, I'll admit, you know, to me, Buff Bagwell and meeting a lot of these guys are gods to me, you know, and I treated them like that. And uh, I was a little overbearing, and people always thought, uh, people said that there was heat between me and Buff Bagwell. Well, here's the thing, though, Uh, and I've been trying to get Buff to come on the show again, but what people don't realize is that uh, he and I have talked, and he and I don't have any issues, but I can't get him on the show to explain that and to apologize. And, you know, I've apologized to him off the air away from the show, uh, and everything is cool. But, you know, for him to be able to come on the show to tell everybody that there is no heat, there's no issue, I mean, it would, you know, it make a world of difference. But, you know, on the other side <clears throat> of the coin, though, there are other guys that I've met that have been complete jerks. Like, for instance, Vince Russo. Now, I've been trying to get him on the show. He won't come on the show because, well, he has this attitude like, well, what's that going to do for me to come on your show? Uh, well, you know, and same with uh, the Honky Tonk Man. Now, the thing about the Honky Tonk Man is he says, I won't do Mama Basement Radio. Not that we're breaking here, but we got listeners in in every continent except for Antarctica. We are the number one podcast in Vietnam. I know that sounds trite and sounds ridiculous and doesn't sound like much, but we're number one in a couple of locations. Even in Australia, we're number one there. So, I mean, it's not Mama Basement Radio. And if you ask me, and this may make me sound trite, but someone like uh, the Honky Tonk Man, who I've heard is a jerk to people, and uh, he was a jerk to me, your reputation follows you. Now, Marty Zanetti's another one. He said, well, you know, it's not going to help me out, so why would, I be a, why would I want to be on your show? It doesn't make sense. It's not like you're, it's not like, you know, you're the greatest thing that wrestling has ever produced. So here you go. Why? Would you talk to us like that when you know you're not exactly the 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 uh, the cat's meow anyway? You understand what I mean by that? Yeah, I, and touching back on the honky tonk man, I uh, had a there was a show I was at. He was one of the guests, 
and I had my intercontinental title uh, with me that day. I paid the money for the autograph, got him to sign it in the sweet spot where the snap box is. He had no problem. I've talked to him a couple times after that, and I've got no problems with Honky Tonk Man. I've talked to him a few times in back in uh, 2019 up in at the Fortune Bay show. He was there along with Greg the Hammer Valentine, but he had just – there was some issues, I think – but he 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 was kind of agitated about a lot of different issues. All in all, he was a nice guy. I have no problems with the honky tonk man. I've met Tito Santana. Tito was awesome that weekend. Tito had yeah, no he's problems. Yeah, he's been a guest on the show. As a matter of fact, uh, and, and I'll let you finish your story. But uh, Tito Santana, we did a special uh, a special uh, content show with him. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we did a special Tuesday afternoon show. Uh, you know, he's a teacher, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he can't be up late night, so we did a special Tuesday show, and I said, would you be willing to do that? And he was more than uh, willing to oblige that. And uh, right. he got a kick out of uh, – I'll tell you the story real quick. And I think this was before Granny joined us, but I oh, asked yeah. him, I said, you know, I said, you know, uh, Tito, uh, you know, being a – being an instructor, uh, do uh, do you think parents have their kids act up in class so uh, they can send a signed note home from the teacher so they can add it to their collection? <laughs> he, he he completely cracked up. He said, "Geez, is that what's going on? No wonder. Now I know. You know, it's just kind of funny, you know. But right. um, you know, and I thought that was I thought that was extremely hilarious, but um." You know, and I'm going to ask you this real quick, and uh, everybody that's been listening to the show and you've been on hold, uh, you know, most people don't really ask, you know, referees during the show for autographs and stuff, but uh, I don't know if you have any promo pictures or whatever, he'd be willing to send us a few autographs, because we use it, we have a contest going, uh, anybody that goes right. to our Through the Ropes uh, Facebook page and likes it, uh, will automatically be entered in a drawing to win a uh, autograph winner or a guest uh, in the when we do our giveaway show. But uh, uh, would you be willing to send a few autographs if you could? Oh yeah, I could do that. All right, yeah, I texted you the address. Uh, hopefully, you got that. Uh, I'm sure I so, did. My phone uh, vibrated a couple times. There you go. So, uh, real quick here, and we're going to keep you on for a while, but I want to make sure we get this in. If our fans wanted to check you out and see you and follow you and see what you're doing, you got Facebook, you got Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe, what do you got? I got my Facebook, uh, Matt Johnson, and you've got my, you'll see my photo for Steel Domain Wrestling, um, my profile pic with that, me and my referee shirt and looking ready to go. With Jesse Johnson yeah, written awesome. on, so yeah, I can and, I can uh, definitely send you a few of those. And you know what, what's really cool is uh, what what I like about uh, your um, your Facebook page is um, uh, you know you have a you have a picture posted with you and uh, Animal, and unfortunately yeah. lost Animal. Uh, you know I think it's about six months ago, early last uh, year. Yeah, where did you just, meet Animal? Just last summer. That picture, believe it or not, was taken in January in uh, at the uh, Turtle Lake, Wisconsin 
um, St. Croix Casino Hotel and Casino. We did a show for MAW up there. That night we had uh, Ming and um, the Barbarian. We also had the Honky Tonk Man there along with Animal Terry Reynolds. Um, I purposely wanted to get that photo with Animal. I had him actually sign one half of the AWA tag titles I have on the back. His autographs on the back and then just mere months later I'm looking on Facebook and I'm like, no way. Are you serious right now? He was just months ago. I had just seen him. That- no, and we, it was devastating us too. I met him here in Fargo for uh, uh, Maui Madness, and uh, and uh, we have uh, we have Matt Johnson as our guest here. We got um, well, we got about uh, ten minutes left of airtime, so hopefully he can hang on with us. Because uh, uh, we have uh, fans buzzing in the chat room, they uh, wanted me to ask you some questions, uh, and then uh, about I guess they're checking out your profile pictures. Maybe uh, we can go through a few of these. Uh, I was going to ask you, what was it? Uh, a fan wants to know, what's it like meeting Slap Nuts himself, Jeff Jarrett? Oh, <laughs> um, there was two occasions with Jeff Jarrett. There was one we were at. Uh, I was at. Target Center downtown Minneapolis I had tickets in the one of the suites um, I had met Jeff and Deborah that night that was an awesome night because Jeff at the time was the United States champion um, Jeff's, Jeff's a pretty cool guy the next time I had met Jeff it was at Diamond Sports Bar out in Ramsey and at that same night AJ Styles was there with the NWA heavyweight title. So Jeff answered a few of my questions about who he had liked working in WWF with. He said Sean was one he didn't mind working. Um, there was a few others he didn't mind working. Um, but Jeff actually had a chance to really talk, not so much be dis. They were actually talking, not not just kind of random throwing it here, throwing it there. Um, AJ Styles, AJ's pretty cool. He uh, he definitely is down to earth when it comes to meeting people in public, meeting and talking with people. Um, Billy Gunn was another one I liked when I met him. Um Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Billy Gunn, uh, both uh, me and uh, Big Swing met him when he was he was also here uh, uh, for uh, Maui Madness. Uh, we got to meet him. He was here with uh, um, Mick Foley. Now I'll tell you what. Have you had a chance to meet Mick Foley? No, not yet. Oh man, I'll tell you what. Uh, all my life, well, not all my life, but. Because I'm a wrestling fan, everybody says, you know, I look like Mick Foley. And uh, I, I always took offense to that until Mick Foley told me I look like him himself, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it looks like you, you got a picture with Bruce Hart, too. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, that was back in 2016. I spent three hours after we set the ring up the night we took it down there. And we were talking after setting up the ring for three hours. He was talking about things going on, how he trained his brothers, trained 
you know, just baby boy and those that he had trained. Uh, when it came talking about Owen, he, the demeanor changed. He definitely had, he was, he, he, he definitely took it to heart talking about his brother, Owen. Right. Because, and, uh, because know, of what had, happened. Uh, yeah. We've had several members of the Hart family on with us, you know, we're sponsored by sharpshooterfunny.com, which is owned by Brett, the hitman heart. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, uh, he's the only heart that we want to get on that we can't get on. But, uh, a couple other questions I got to ask you, uh, it looks like you are a big Dukes and Hazard fan like myself. Uh-huh. And you are a Vikings fan, right, like myself? Oh, definitely. Uh, big swing. You know who his team is? His team is the Cowboys. Huh. Can you believe that? Um, the who? The Cowboys, yeah, or the or the Cowgirls. <laughs> uh, you know, as Vikings fans, we don't like the Cowboys. And uh, everybody says, well, you don't like them because or the Packers. Yeah, or the Packers, right. The reason why we don't like the Dallas Cowboys is not because of Herschel Walker. It's because of Drew Pearson, the push-off bastard himself, you know. Mm. And um, uh, we, have a, we have a lot of fans that are going crazy in your chat room right now. They got to ask. One is asking. Uh, I don't know if you want to ask this, but I got to ask this kind of a cool question. It uh, looks like you have a pet cat. Uh, uh, do you, do you, they want to know, did you name your cat after a wrestler? Oh, you're talking which one? Hinder, the the, the, the white uh, one, the, the marmalade, the marmalade kitty with the uh, with the it looks like a pink heart on it. Oh oh oh, that's Tigger. Uh, no, Tigger was named after Tigger off of Winnie the Pooh. That was my nephew's pick on names. Um, back when he was a younger kid, after I first got the cat, I gave it to my nephew right. to go ahead and pick the name. So he went with Tigger, and we had to put him down in. 2015 because he wasn't doing so hot. He got hit by a car. He got sick after that, and he just wasn't healthy anymore. Last week, been only a week, we just put the other one down. Um, the the photo with the uh, white kitty with the pot, the 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 uh, kitty cat. Lit, lit, I just put down was his name was Hinder and. He has the Intercontinental title he's sleeping on and the uh, World Heavyweight title, the Winged Eagle, in front of him at one point the night I, the, the morning of put him down. Um, uh, well, yeah, uh, I guess, sorry, I didn't mean to bring up uh, any bad memories. No, but, no, uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, that's and then, perfectly uh, fine. You know, and then uh, one fan's asking, now this is coming from a fan, it's not coming from me. Uh, your one profile picture, you got this, um, you got this like uh, serious, stern look on your face. Where they, uh, the fan asked, "Did you not want to have your picture taken that day?" <laughs> That's a fan, not for me. Um, no, that was just uh, little things we, when I had the photos done, that the person taking the photos said, "Let's do this, let's do that," and I'm like, "All right, let's just do it and roll with it, and figure out what we're gonna do." I. And, uh, Went ahead with Granny. Go ahead, Granny. You can attest to this. Uh, you know what it's like to have uh, relatives name their pets after wrestlers, right? Oh yeah. 
Sure well, did. Well, it's always elaborate. Go ahead. Well, my son, my son got a little um, uh, a dog from the animal shelter back in 2011. My son um, has bipolar disorder, and when he got his little dog, he was 10 weeks old. He was a whole whopping six pounds, and he was a Chihuahua mix. But he looks like a little German Shepherd. But he's got a little mark on his forehead that almost looks like a shape of an M. And Anthony was, we went to the shelter that night and we looked and we found the little dog and we played with him for a while. And my husband, he opened the cage door and out bounded that little puppy right inside my husband's work coat, like, you're taking me home. So Mm. the next day I called the shelter and I told him about the puppy. And they said, well, we're closed today, but if you want to bring your son up, you know, um, we'll let him go ahead and adopt him and take him home. So my son's 34, so that was almost 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years in December that he's had him. So he would have been like 24 at the time he got the puppy, and he has bipolar disorder. He was diagnosed with him when he was 11. But he says, well, Mom, I want a really cool name for him. I said, well, he's a Chihuahua mix, and you like Ray Mysterio, so why don't you name him Mysterio? Because of the little mark he had on his forehead, and that's what he named him. Very nice. And it's funny, and it's funny because my son was given a water bottle that looked just like The Undertaker, like, back in the day. And that little puppy was walking by the table, and he looked up, and he saw that water bottle. And he ran up to that water bottle. His little hair was standing straight up on his back. His little ears were perked up. And he started barking at that water bottle. <laughs> well, about a year, a year and a half ago, we, were, we went to an wrestle, independent wrestling show over in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. And the way they set their, uh, you know, like, you know, you have the barrier around the ring, you know, keep the fans from, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they put long white tables all the way around the ring. So if you're sitting on the front row, you're actually getting to sit at a table. Well, we had Mysterio there with us. And um, now this this was probably in 2019, yeah, because then we – anyways, I mean, they hadn't done a lot of shows in 2020 just because of – um you know, COVID and everything, you know, but um, he had him on his leash and he was sitting there holding him. And one of my friends, he was acting like the heel that night and he stopped right in front of my son and he started hollering at my son and he raised his arm back like he was going to hit my son. That dog, I kid you not, that dog, his eyes got so big he jumped out of my son's arm onto that table and just at that wrestler. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, and so Dexter said to me at an intermission or after the show, it, was, it might have been after the show, he said, Granny, I don't think I should have done that. I said, no, you shouldn't have because he was going in protection mode. Well, we were at another wrestling show um, this year or later in the year right around January or so, and we went to um, Oklahoma. Uh, Some friends of ours, they're a married couple, and they're both wrestlers. Well, they start doing wrestling shows at their local church to raise Uh money for the youth at their church. And 
we had Mysterio there. They said he, Anthony could bring Mysterio because he's like um, he's never been trained to be like a service dog, but he's got the documentation where he can take the dog with him wherever he goes practically, you know, from his doctor. So he had his right. little pet stroller, and Anthony was holding him, and he saw that same wrestler again, Dexter, and he started barking at Dexter again. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. You know, I mean, barking at the bad guys. But it's funny because he'll be watching WWE at home with my son, even when he was younger. He didn't like Randy Orton. He did not like Bray Wyatt. He would run to the TV, and he had um, – my son had, a, like, an entertainment center-type shelf where his TV set on, and that dog would put his front paws on the shelf of that entertainment center, and he would bark at Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> nice. So – Very nice. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we have uh, we have a few minutes here before they kick us off the air here. But I'll tell you what, uh, we do appreciate uh, you taking time out of your schedule. I do I do uh, apologize for uh, the uh, hour uh, difference. Time zones have never really been my strong suit. Uh, I know I told you nine fifteen, but it was actually supposed to be ten fifteen. So I do apologize for that. Uh, gotcha. And everybody knows that. <laughs> Time zones are not my uh, strong suit, but uh, we do appreciate you taking time on your schedule to join us. And uh, uh, fans, I want everybody to know that uh, be watching our Author Oaks page. Uh, the lineup for next Monday will hit on uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. So uh, everybody be checking that out. And um, uh, real quick here, I'll let you do this again, uh, Matt. If our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing and uh, find out what your schedule is, uh, you got a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Go Fund Me. What do you got? Go ahead and check out the Facebook page. I post all my stuff for Steel Domain Wrestling and MAW there. Uh, Matt Johnson at Facebook. And you'll, again, the only referee one that I have up is that one of me as Jesse Johnson. So that one is the way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we do appreciate uh, you taking time on your schedule today. We'd love to have you back on again. Hope you can send us a few autographs for giveaways and uh, sure. we appreciate all you do. And uh, hopefully uh, things will uh, open back up here in, uh, in, uh, in Minnesota. The next couple North months. Dakota, holding so me. Yeah, so we can get you up here to Fargo so you can uh, referee a few matches uh, for the promotion we have up here. That'd be really awesome. I need to get him here in Arkansas, Icon, for some wrestling shows at our local wrestling companies that we have in Springdale, where I live. Well, yeah, yeah, you'll have to send him a little message and then give him the details. I'm sure he'd be interested in that. Definitely shoot me a message. I can do that. Yeah, and I'd I'd love to get up to Fargo for sure. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I'll uh, I'll take care of uh, your hotel accommodations. All we gotta do is get you up here, and I think it'd be awesome. Right? I think it'd be cool. All right. Well, uh, we're getting the cut, so uh, we gotta go. So uh, everybody, right. tune in next week. Uh, be watching our off the ropes page uh, for who's gonna be on next week. And uh, we'll let the swing uh, do the outro uh, so we can uh, uh, head on out of here And because uh, my computer's not working. So 
Uh, Big Swing, if you want to hit the outro, uh, we will call it a wrap. All right. Take care, folks. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, man. Uh, I wish my computer was working so I could do the outro. I can't do the outro. All right, everybody take care. Goodbye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.